a familiar passage tonight, um, but we're not going to look at it in a way um, that we have before. So what I would like you guys to do is just uh, say this with me. Holy Spirit, would you um, help me to approach this scripture like a little child hearing it for the first time? Amen. So yeah, that's what we're going to do. And I'm going to jump right in here, you guys, and um, and get going on this. Um, so I'm going to jump right into Psalm 23, and that's going to be uh, pretty much our core for tonight. Uh, some of you may have heard me talk a little bit about Psalm 23 before, um, but this is a real message um, that I find is so uh, relevant for this hour. So you know, that's what's, uh, we're really pumped about, you know, sharing this with you tonight. You can hear us. Awesome. Very good. Uh, we're going to jump to Psalm 23. I'm going to read it out and then I'm going to dive into the scripture. So here we go. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I mean, I could just stop and camp out on that for a while. Come on, somebody. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Come on. So good. So uh, th just the first part of this, I want you guys to just keep uh, having that scripture open in front of you, Psalm 23. You see, right from the get-go, we, we need to ask a question right here. The Lord is my shepherd. Are you, are you allowing God to be your shepherd? Are you allowing him to lead you? in your life? It's a question. Um, you know, there are many times, um, in my life where I wanted to be my own, I wanted to lead by myself, you know, uh, and that I think is human nature. <laughs> you know, we're under some lights here. How many of you know we're under some lights? <laughs> it's just human nature sometimes to want to lead life on your own, you know, to, 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 you know, um, discover life, make mistakes, and that's just that's just how we live, you know, or have lived in the past before knowing Jesus trial and error. And then once we get to know Jesus, uh, maybe even still, you know, trial and error. <laughs> uh, but we don't have to live that way. You know, he has called us to a place of trust. He's called us, you know, um, on a on a journey with him. And so if I if I wanted to call this, you know, journey uh, with God, that's what I would call it. Everything I picked up this week brought me to Psalm 23. Come on, Debbie. That's awesome. Come on. Amen. So are you allowing the Lord to be your shepherd? Matthew 5 verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Why would I read that scripture? Uh, to be poor in spirit means 
it's a word picture of one that is um is is cowling um you know before somebody else as if they have their 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 hand out and they're they're begging it it it's the posture of being um acutely aware that you are in need of redemption that you're in need of a savior that you're in need of help spiritually blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven if you take on a posture of being poor in spirit and i can feel the holy spirit on this it's that posture before the before god saying i i am in desperate need i cannot go on without you i i don't want to go anywhere without your presence and and being poor in spirit just just it's that acknowledgement of our need for god okay so when we allow God to be our shepherd, uh, that's what we're saying. And John 10, 27 says this, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So that's my first question for you. Are you allowing God to be your shepherd? Uh, number two, do you trust God to take care of you? Um, and that's a big thing. You know, the shepherds would take care of the sheep even as they're led uh, by the still waters. And how many of you know that we are in a season right now where we are being, uh, we are being made to lie down in green pastures. I mean, we are literally being made to lie down. We have been shifted out of our normal and, we, and our life has been rocked. And I just, I want to say here right now, that our new normal needs to be full dependence upon the leading of the Holy Spirit. Our new normal cannot be being led by um, what's going on in the world. The scriptures are very, very clear in Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you or I beg you or I come before you, uh, brothers, um, to... And I, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, in views of the mercies of God, to present yourself as a living sacrifice, right? Holy and acceptable unto God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And verse two is what I want to get at. Do not conform to the patterns and customs of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, okay? And so this new normal needs to, our new normal in this season needs to be full dependence upon the Holy Spirit, okay? I just want to say that. I just want to put that out there. Can I get an amen? Come on, somebody. Um, that needs to be our new normal, full dependence on the Holy Spirit, all right? Matthew 6, verses 31 to 34. Here's my question. Do you trust God to take care of you? We cannot put our trust in anything or anyone else. We need to trust God, okay? Uh, Matthew 31, 34. So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Interesting he would say that. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Come on. 
God not only wants to meet your needs, you guys, but he wants to spoil you. <laughs> Come on, somebody, it, it may upset some people, but God, uh, he doesn't want to just meet your needs. We need to move uh, past uh, our world system and we need to make up our mind about God and his goodness. You know, we sang this tonight, you know, your goodness is running after me. But that's not always our experience. That's the truth in our life. It's not our, always our experience. But there's a promise that as we would come before God, as we would seek first the kingdom of God, then all things would be added to us, all right? Um, and we need to understand that that God, he wants to provide for our needs. Money is not a big deal for God. Money is a man-made invention. The Bible says that, that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I remember God saying one day, he actually uh, rebuked me one day um, because I went to a counter um, at, uh, at a, a store where I was actually ordering food um, in a restaurant. And I'm, I'm, I'm having an amen from Josiah here, apparently. But I was in a restaurant and I was uh, ordering food and they asked me if I wanted to tip in the beginning. Hey, guy. Yeah, it's on backwards. Okay. No, it's not. This is broadcasting from home, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, these are shorts. That's not a shirt. That's probably why you're having trouble. Where's mama? No, you're not in trouble. Okay. Uh, give me a second, ladies and gentlemen. Uh. All right. Come on, Jesus. Yes, this is where we just were. Awesome. God wants to take care of all your needs. And I remember, yeah, he rebuked me one day uh, while I was ordering at a, uh, I'll leave that up there. People can read that. Um, he rebuked me one day while I was going to order out food and it asked me for uh, a tip. Uh, so I didn't even receive the food. I'm taking food out and there was a tip option. And uh, that's still a part of me that needs to get delivered. And the Lord spoke to me and he's like, and I skipped right over it. You know, I was kind of irritated and the Lord was like, so cheap. And I'm like, what? He's like, you're so cheap. <laughs> and I'm like, God. And he's like, you have all the money in the world. And you can afford to bless people. And I was like, God, um, I don't know, you know, if you've recently looked at my, if you've recently looked at my bank account or anything like that, but I don't have all the money in the world. And he said to me, he said, Ben, all authority. They're not shorts. They're shorts. They're shorts. These are shorts. Again. Dude, can you do me a favor? Josiah? Josiah? Can you just go downstairs and get mom, please? Please. Please do that, son. All right. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth was given unto me, right? Therefore go. So Jesus said that in Matthew 28 in the Great Commission, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, right? Uh, so what did Jesus say? He's all authority. And so God speaks to me and he's like, 
Ben, what is authority? I said, well, that's, you know, the ability to make decisions and that's power. And he's like, does it involve resources? And I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, then it's been given unto you. Freely you have received freely give. And in that moment, you know, it just broke me out of, you know, it being about me because, you know, when I see something like that, you know, oftentimes we can get irked, but listen, all of the provision for our family comes from God anyway. So that's just a, that's just a personal thought, um, for you. Okay. About money. God wants to take care of you. Um, when he tells you to give, you give and you don't question, he will take care of you. Um, when he tells you to um, save, you save. When he tells you um, to, you know, um, not worry about uh, your balance or anything, then don't worry, okay? That's, uh, it's just, it's a better way to live. It's a more freeing way to live. But are you willing to let go of control? That's my third question for you. See, um, what would happen uh, when the shepherd would feed the sheep is that the shepherd would actually um, have to fend off the the enemies. He would have to he would have to fight off all of the potential um, prey uh, predators. Sorry, um, that would come after the sheep. <laughs> I'm trying to get back on track here. He would have to he would have to fight off all of the predators while they were sitting down and having a drink, while they were resting, uh, while they were you know eating. Um, so it, it was a big trust, you know, to be taken care of fully by the shepherd. And that's why I'm saying in this season, we can't look to the government. We can't look to man. Um, you know, we need to pray for government, pray for wisdom, pray for direction, you know, honor the government. Absolutely. But we need to look ultimately unto Jesus. OK, um, but are we willing to let go of control? Because God wants you to rest. His priority is not that you would just sit around and do nothing with your life, but that you would know his rest. And his rest is is a different kind of rest, you guys. It it isn't even a um, you know, it isn't it isn't like one of these power naps that we have, you know, where we're saying, Oh, I'm gonna set the timer on my phone for 15 minutes. I'm gonna make sure I only get my 15 minutes, and then you know it's all good. It it rest is a place. Um, rest is actually a person, it's Jesus, but rest is a place that we get to live in all the time, okay? Uh, so when you're allowing um, him to speak and to lead and to guide you, uh, you enter into his rest and you become untouchable to the enemy. This is good. Yeah, come on, somebody. <laughs> this is good. We're going to go to uh, Psalm 91. And this is something that, you know, a lot of Christians have been praying, you know, during this time uh, where we've been facing, you know, this virus and we've been in faith, we've been facing uncertainty and we've been facing chaos. And the only way to, to, to conquer chaos is through entering into peace and peace is a person. His name is Jesus, right? Um, but he's the Prince of Peace. Um, but there's a place, you know, uh, in him that we need to go. So I'm going to go right here. I'm just going to plow right through here. Psalm 91. We're going to go to Psalm 91. Come on. Yes, when he's in control. Yes, come on. So good. Psalm 91, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. 
This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. Come on, somebody. Yeah, Psalm 91. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Verse 5, do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly by day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Okay? Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so that you, won't, you will not even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble and rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Come on. We need to live in this place and we need to refuse to be intimidated. All right. So remember that even though you may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you might be walking through a dark time. I want you to hear this very clearly. It's only a shadow. It's just a shadow. The shadow should not be allowed to dictate your reality. This is good. Come on. You know, we can get caught up. The enemy tries to vie for our attention and our affection and whatever we focus on we magnify right so if we are focusing on the shadow then we are magnifying the shadow if we are focusing on the shepherd then then we are magnifying the shepherd and and there's something very interesting you know about um sheep sheep um have uh, really terrible eyesight, but they have acute hearing. And so what would happen is that while they were going through a dark valley, the shepherd would tap. And if I tap, this is going to be really loud, but he would tap his staff against the rocks and uh, the sheep would hear the tapping of the staff on the rocks while they're going through the valley and they would be comforted and they would be guided out of that dark place. Isn't that interesting? So um, there are lessons to be learned and treasures to be found in the time of the dark valley. Do not let fear and intimidation keep you from the process that leads you to the place of promotion. I'll say it again. Do not let fear and intimidation keep you from the process that leads you to the place of promotion. 
Because on the other side of the valley, on the other side of the season of darkness, on the other side, if you learn the lessons that need to be learned, if you hear uh, the, if you hear, listen for the voice of the shepherd, and if you are, if you are able to navigate and trust that he's going to lead you out of that dark circumstance, you are being led into the place of promotion. Come on. See, there is a difference between um, a, a rod and a staff. See, the rod was more like a club that was used to protect the sheep from predators, but the staff was the thing that that he would tap um, on, on the on the rocks. All right. So this is this is number five. Allow God to promote you. So let Him lead you out of this place of darkness. Do not focus on the shadow. Focus on Him. Some of you during this season, before I hit this next one, uh, some of you during this season, you've been learning a lot of lessons. God's been teaching you stuff. He's been weeding things out of your heart that don't belong there. Some of you, he's been dealing with doubt. He's been dealing with unbelief. He's been dealing with anxiety. He's been, you know, dealing, yes, I have a big staff. <laughs> In the other room, someone mailed me a six foot tall staff. And if you uh, ever come to my house, I will show it to you. I'm not about to go out and get it right now, but it's over six feet tall and I got it in the mail. Um, maybe you'll see it tomorrow night as part of the set for Supernatural Love. <laughs> uh, thanks, mom. That was funny. Um, but some of you, you're learning to, uh, to trust God. And it's been a process. Maybe some of you thought, you know, oh, I'm good. You know, I trust God with my whole life. And then COVID happened. <laughs> now we're in a season. Whoa. You know, all of a sudden, you know, there's there's testing to this. The rubber has hit the road. Um, you know, maybe you're in a place where you haven't been a part of, of any kind of community or any kind of body. And you're saying like, well, you know, I, I've got my, you know, Facebook people. I've got my, you know, podcasts and, you know, I'm all good. You know, this season, if anything, uh, I think people are craving community more than ever. That's why we're doing this, you guys. You know, I'm not doing this for fun as much as I love you. I'm on here uh, so that we can be together. And there's a power of being together. That it together is a choice. Together is is not something. Uh, together is to gather. To gather and gathering is a choice. Coming on here, you know, giving of your time, you know, spending, you know, an hour and twelve minutes so far uh, on this broadcast, you know, worshiping together, you know, putting on your laptop, putting on your cell phone, putting on your tablet, giving of your time, participating in the chat. That's gathering. It's a choice. It's a decision to be together. And I think in this season, God is calling more and more people to gather together. Amen. Uh, there's a word in there somewhere for someone. Anyways, allow God to promote you. Number five, okay? First Peter 5, verses 6 and 7 says this. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. So, some of it says under the mighty hand of God, right? Uh, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. See, listen. This is the truth. On the other side of the valley comes the table that was prepared for you in the presence of your enemies, in the presence of every lie, 
in the presence of all of these um, obstacles, you know, that, that have happened, that have, that have come in your life, you know, that have maybe, you know, been put there because you believed uh, lies or, you know, uh, you simply, you know, uh, had, you know, behavioral things that, that, that went on and, and they caused, um, you know, you to feel shame and condemnation. Um, all of these things can be obstacles really keeping you from um, coming to God. You know, shame is very interesting. Pride, um, the Bible says God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That doesn't mean that he does not give grace to those that are proud. It means that pride resists grace. I want you to think about that for a minute. God resists pride. Pro, the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That doesn't mean that he, oh, to this one, I'm going to give grace and to this one, I'm not going to give grace. No, it means that if you're proud, you're resisting the grace of God. Okay. But if you've gone through something, if you've gone through something traumatic and you carry shame and you carry condemnation, you can carry yourself around like a victim and, uh, shame or condemnation when you carry yourself that way, um, and, and, and you essentially believe that, you know, my sin is, is too big for God. It's just another form of pride. And I say this with all the love in my heart, because I've been through that before. And when you carry condemnation, when you carry shame, everything is about you. It's all about you, you know, and how you feel. When it's not about you at all, it's all about Jesus and what he's done for you. See, Jesus died on the cross. And the Bible says, you know, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity and the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. But the Bible also says in the book of Hebrews that the blood of Jesus was sprinkled on the mercy seat in heaven for the for the cleansing of our guilty conscience so that we could come into freedom. Some of you need to read that. You need to read the book of Hebrews. It'll change your life. Um, so that's what I wanted to share um, was that if we if we decide in advance to take on a posture of humility, a heart posture of humility, then God can lift us up in honor because this is the truth. Either you uh, will be, will come in with humility or God will allow circumstances to humble you. And that's his mercy. All right. So yeah, I just want to leave that with you. So in order to arise, we need to allow him to lead us. Process precedes every promotion. So let God arise in you. Psalm 68 verse one says, let God arise, let God arise <laughs> and his enemies be scattered. Come on. So continue to lift him up and speak life over yourself and you will continue to rise. All right. It's number six. Okay. Stay connected to God. Stay connected to God. All right. John 15 uh, verse five, and then I'm going to go to seven and eight and I, I'm going to, uh, wrap up and conclude. All right. John 15. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. And this brings glory to my father. All right. Why am I sharing this? Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He leads me 
right? Let me, let me read it again, and, and we'll conclude. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So I, I've chosen to make him my shepherd. I've chosen, right, to believe that I shall not lack any good thing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Supernatural rest comes. He leads me by still waters. I don't have to be afraid when the predators come. I know that the shepherd will be my defender. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake, right? Notice that there is no um, prerequisite for us to be living um, righteously and having everything perfect before, before the rest. The rest comes before he leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Interesting. God wants you to rest in him and then he will teach you how to live. Okay. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Come on. God wants to bless you even in the presence of your enemies. And, and I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about circumstances. I'm talking about, you know, uh, forces, dark forces in this world. If you want to hear about that, listen to last week's message that I shared on stand. And I, I teach people how to do spiritual warfare properly. So go back and listen to that last week's message on we are one. Um, so you need to understand something in the presence of those rulers, those principalities, all of that. God wants to bring promotion to you. And if you follow him, Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. And I only say what I hear my father say. He lived his life this way. He lived his life like Psalm 23, you guys. You think Jesus, <laughs> come on, somebody, literally, it's starting to click with you guys that on the other side of the valley of darkness was promotion. Was Jesus not ascended into heaven? Was he not lifted up and given that place of honor? Come on, filled and, and, and living in favor forevermore. That's what happens when God brings you promotion. He's the one that will sustain you. And, and, and this, is, this is it. Surely goodness and mercy will follow us. So you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runs over more than enough. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If we choose to stay in the presence of God. If we choose to trust him with our life for him to direct us through the times of darkness and, 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 and through the times of trial, if we follow him, he will lead us into a place of promotion, lead us into a place of peace, lead us into a place of favor where his goodness will start running after us as we sang tonight. All right. So I know that this has been, you know, uh, a, a lot, um, but I want you to read Psalm 23 in a different kind of light. This is a season where God is teaching us by his spirit um, how to navigate, how to navigate. Because, you know, as I said earlier before, our new 
new normal needs to be full dependency upon the Holy Spirit. It doesn't need to be looking to, to the left or to the right, looking to any man, looking to any government. Yes, we pray for them, but our new normal has to be full reliance upon the Holy Spirit. Let me pray before we go. Father, I thank you for my friends that tuned in, those that are watching and those that will rewatch the broadcast. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're our shepherd uh, and you're more than that. You're a good, good father and you're leading us into this, into, into into your into your good and perfect plan. God, I thank you, Lord, that we are your workmanship. We are your masterpiece created for good works that you laid out beforehand that we may walk in them. God, I thank you that you have plans to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us hope and a future that we can trust the leading of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the lessons that we're learning, even if they're hard. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would direct us to learn the lessons that we need to learn in this time of just the shadow and let us not empower the shadow, but keep our eyes focused on the shepherd. I thank you that promotion is on the other side of this process. And I thank you, Lord, for uh, that that table that you've prepared, that intimacy, that fellowship. I thank you for the cup, uh, the, the, the oil of the refreshing of your presence that runs over us. I thank Thank you, God, that goodness and mercy are our portion every day of our life. So I bless my friends that are on here tonight that have watched and those that will watch. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. Love you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.